You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Always Draft Season podcast, part of the Packernet Podcast Network. Jake Shavink here with you guys riding solo. Mason will be back on Friday. But for those who wait till the NFL season is over to get, dive into draft season, welcome. Um, a first from me and from others at this network, welcome to draft season. Uh, it's good to have you. This is the place to be. Um, so if you're, you know, just ready to dive in and looking for stuff to listen to. This is a great place to start, for sure. Um, we'll be talking about a few things on this show today. But if you want a little primer on the top four quarterbacks, Mason and I recorded that a couple weeks ago, 80 minutes long. It's it's full of stuff there if you want to get just your feet wet uh, on the quarterback prospects. But here today, I want to talk about a few things. Uh, we're going to go through kind of what the top 10 uh, of the 2023 NFL draft could look like as of right now. Um, how the Super Bowl plays into what the Packers could do. And then I'm going to talk some of my favorite kind of 2023 NFL draft fits uh, in the with just first-round teams and maybe a couple others. We'll kind of get to that. But to start, let's look at kind of what the top 10 could look like. And this kind of feeds into a little bit of Super Bowl talk just because, well, one, uh, the Eagles are at 10. So, you know, runners up, but they do pick 10th. Um, and speaking of the Eagles, their offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen has now taken a position as head coach with the Indianapolis Colts. So that's something to, to watch. And I think we're going to kind of talk about why right now. So I'm going to go into this here and just kind of give you a taste of what the top 10 could look like. Now, I I think the, the bears are going to be a little disappointed. Uh, I think when you look at the Houston Texans uh, and the Indianapolis Colts, I think Indy has their plan at four now. And we're going to get into it. I think Houston is their best bet now to trade up other than Carolina. I think Vegas has a plan in place as well. So I have a feeling it's going to be Houston or Carolina that moves up to pick one. If it's Houston, you know, what are the Bears going to get? Hard to say because two is still an extremely valuable selection. So... I would probably lean the fact that the Bears would get uh, the pick swap, obviously, with two and one. 
probably lean towards either what's what's going to happen is the Texans are either going to give up 33 and one next year or they're going to give up 12 and maybe a second plus a couple other mid-round selections I don't think the the compensation is going to get too crazy Uh, if it's Houston if it's Carolina there's going to be a lot of picks involved in Chicago obviously has to weigh whether or not they want Anderson or Carter obviously if we're talking about Fitz Carter we'll kind of get to it but like I think if the Bears want Carter they obviously would would take that trade with Houston but they're not going to get as much capital they take the trade with Carolina they're going to get a lot of capital they're not going to get Carter or Anderson so I would say if Houston really wants to make the move, they will uh, to get, I think, Bryce Young. I think Houston is locked in, I think, with Bryce Young right now. If they can get him, uh, unless Carolina, I think, jumps him to pick one. I think Bryce Young in a Bobby Slowick offense, who the, who the uh, 49ers just hired to be the offensive coordinator, was the, I believe, the pass game coordinator or quarterback coach. One of the two. I'm sorry, I don't remember which, but in San Francisco from Shanahan they're going to be able to move pockets for Bryce Young who again is a good anticipatory thrower makes smart decisions good accuracy right in control of the game great poise but what they're going to be able to do is for a guy who is probably 5'10 and change who can't see over the offensive line all the time they're going to move pockets for him you know they're going to get him out in space they're going to give him reads that that I think no read will be too complicated for him but what they're going to do is like I said they're going to move the pocket Right, they're going to get him into position where he can see the field completely, and they're going to give him shot plays. They're going to give him a lot of work because he can do it all. So I think Houston is obviously really nice there getting Bryce Young, but if Carolina does, I think Bryce Young with Reich, with DJ Moore, with Terrence Marshall, with Tremble, that's going to be pretty darn good as well. And Carolina can probably keep pick 61 even if they move up with Chicago. They're going to have to give up probably two ones, two twos, and, and maybe some extra, but, you know, that for Bryce Young to get in a Frank Reich offense, I think makes a lot of sense. But let's say it's Houston who makes the move here and takes Young. Chicago, I think, will take Carter at two. That gives Will Anderson at three to, to Arizona. I think that's stamped and stamped there. Then Indianapolis comes along. Okay, and if you watch the Super Bowl, I think you would understand that what Shane Steichen has done for Jalen Hurts has not only helped him, you know, become a a strong play caller helped him you know really open up the playbook for kind of everything in terms of the run game it also helped Jalen Hurts stay comfortable with what he can stay comfortable with and adding a force multiplier in the run game playing to Hurts strength as a runner was huge right Hurts has a great deep ball he's improving accuracy his decision making is getting a lot better you can tell he's he's confident in threading the needle he has become a a but I would say fringe elite quarterback. I don't think he's elite elite. I think elite means top four of the 32. I don't think he's there, but he's in that, I think that next quartile, that five through eight, maybe six, seven area. Like he is, he is becoming that player, right? So Steichen knowing, okay, I have a guy who's gotten better and better every single season. Okay. I love the idea of force multipliers in the run game. The guys with the high rushing floor immediately. bear with me here Indianapolis takes Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson and here's why people be like well what about Levis you said he was a Colt you know you think that he that he was a Colt yeah I did that's when I thought that the Colts were either going to hire like Raheem Morris or they were going to actually hire Jeff Saturday there is no way that Shane Steichen is taking this job 
not knowing that, okay, I have the freedom to talk to Ballard about getting Richardson in this building because Richardson's floor as a rusher is extremely high. He's also a really good pocket manager with strong pocket instincts and good anticipatory skills as a passer. That's going to translate. What what it is with Richardson is it's mechanical in nature. Okay, It's mechanical in that he, he's very rushed. You can see top and bottom half aren't in sync sometimes. And when he gets rushed in the quick game, the RPO game, there are bad misses in the layups. But boy, does he throw with touchdown the field. Boy, does he have the rocket arm to thread windows. Anticipatory throws are going to be near impossible to cover because he's he throws such a ball that that can is just going to shatter a concrete wall. Like he, the velocity he can generate is impressive. He's going to give Richardson what he needs, play a little bit of nurture with a little bit of nature mixed in early on in his career. Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor. Can you imagine? So I think Indy's going to be in that scenario. And what's great about Indy now, staying with Richardson, I don't think you're going to have to move up. I don't. I don't think you're going to have to move up. I think the fight is going to be for Young and Stroud. And even here we talked about Stroud doesn't even go top four. I think you're locked in. And this is what's great. Now, you know, you want a, a long a long-limbed edge rusher at pick 35. You want to tackle at 35. You know, you want a, a, a explosive tall corner at 35. You want a premium position, you can go get that. You want Josh Downs for Anthony Richardson, you can probably do that. So the Colts are in a great spot if they're going to go Richardson. I don't think they necessarily have to move. Seattle at five, I think, is going to be Tyree Wilson. I think they're going to love, you know, the well, he was supposed to go to the Senior Bowl. Um, they're going to love that type of player, long disruptive you know physical player so I think that's where kind of Seattle would probably lean um I think Detroit is going to be Witherspoon or Gonzalez in this scenario I think Miles Murphy would still be in play for them that's going to be a tough decision uh, for a lot of that I think the uh idea that Miles Murphy's your your strong side defensive end Aiden Hutchinson is your rush end you're bringing James Houston on and passing downs it makes a lot of sense but also they got to get better at corner. This cornerback class is loaded. Getting Witherspoon and Gonzalez, I think, is is the move. Vegas at seven, I think. If Stroud and Levis are both on the board, I think that I think that McDaniel's is going to like Stroud's decisiveness and ability to run a strong, quick game immediately over Will Levis. I think who who I think would like to operate more and play action than then Stroud will want to, right? And and McDaniels obviously won with a lot of Brady and shotgun, you know, running the same play over and over, you know, tweaking formation, you know, mirroring formation, tweaking personnel, and like giving Brady the ability to react and and, and make plays, you know, post-snap. And I think Stroud can do that. I think Stroud can also ID things pre-snap. So I think that makes a lot of sense for Vegas. If they trade for Rodgers, this will be a Packers pick, right? But I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna value Stroud over Levis. The Raiders. The Raiders. I don't think necessarily everybody's gonna be in that boat. So we didn't have Carolina move up, but Atlanta at eight, I think, is corner edge as well. So if Murphy doesn't go, I think this is Murphy's landing spot. If not, they could go Witherspoon or uh, Christian Gonzalez. I think one of those is is very good as well. Carolina would then take Will Levis at pick nine, and then you have Philly at ten, right? And it, and 
like I talked about, and this is something where I think if you're Houston, you you it stinks for you a little bit because I think Houston's a team that would like Miles Murphy. The problem is, is you have in in order here, Seattle, Detroit, Atlanta, Philly, all who need this type of player in Murphy on their defensive line. That's why I feel like it's going to be very difficult for Houston to get a player like that. If if it's available to Philly at 10, yes, absolutely. Miles Sanders didn't do a whole lot last night in the Super Bowl. Um, they went to a lot of Gainwell. Don't be shocked if this isn't Bijan. If you want to go all in, you've seen what the Chiefs can do offensively. No matter what, you might as well load up. Jalen Hurts and Bijan running, oh my gosh. With, with with Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. Tell me that's not the way right there. Like, I think it is. So that's I think that's where the top 10 sits right now. There's there's still, you know, combine a lot of things that will change stuff, but the top 10 feels like it's probably going to be four quarterbacks. It's probably going to be, you know, two corners, two edge rushers. Depending on what the Bears do moving back it is going to determine a lot of things, but I think Young probably the first quarterback still off the board as of now I still don't that's the problem like there's still so much uncertainty even as I'm sitting here thinking yeah young should be the first off the board like if he comes in at well five ten and three eighths and 188 pounds it's the biggest outlier in NFL draft history going in the top three so I don't know what we do with that that could be a, a drop scenario but like some team's going to know that the film is there. I, I I think it's Houston. I do. I think it's Carolina. Is it anybody else? That's the question, right? So th- there's a lot there, but I think it should give you a decent little picture of what the top 10 looks like. We'll get into full mocks and stuff. Obviously, we did one last week. Um, but just a little bit of kind of nuggets on the top 10 and where I think teams will look there, um, which... Brings us to, I think, an important part here that we're going to talk about before we get into draft fits. Um, just early draft fits, obviously, pre-free agency, a lot of that. Let's talk Packers for a second here. Um, did we learn anything as 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 Packers fans, as Packers analysts, as those who like are fanalists who cover the game, you know, and look at the draft and look at what fits can we can cause teams on offense, even if Jordan loves our our quarterback next year. Like, what did the Chiefs and Eagles have last night? Like, the Chiefs obviously threw haymakers, and and they found the weakness and and squeezed it on Philly. But Philly had some answers on offense. Like, offense was king, right? The Eagles were the number one pass defense. Again, they had 70, 70 sacks. They were number one in sacks, right? And they improved steadily in EPA per play against the run. Once they added Sue and Joseph, and it didn't matter. The Chiefs still put up 38. The Chiefs put up 38 on that. Offense is king. The Packers have been spending, what, you know, over half a decade along along the defense trying to get first-round pick after first-round pick after first-round pick. That's fine. But ultimately, look at what, look at what it got them. Right? Now, I'm not saying the defense can't be good going forward. They could. But offense is king right now. You have to be able to th- to to punch with Mahomes and the Chiefs. You have to be able to punch with Burrow and the Bengals. You have to be able to punch with the Bills, punch with the Chargers. The Jaguars are going to get better. You have to punch with them. You're going to have to punch with the Eagles. 
I know people aren't sold on Trey Lance. You're going to have to punch with the Niners next year too. You just are. So the Packers need to be looking themselves in the mirror here, okay? And it's not even about necessarily a first-round receiver. Don't take a first-round receiver to take a first-round receiver. That's not really the point here. The point here, I think, is when you look at where this offense is at right now and you look at, okay, Watson and Dobbs are nice. Watson's Watson's quality starter. You can tell that already. Dobbs, maybe. We're we're still teetering, right? It's it's a day three pick a receiver, okay? We can't get two out of our skis ahead of ourselves with that, okay? Aaron Jones stays awesome. That's huge, right? He's one of the most efficient running backs of the of the modern era. He is, by every metric. Um, but Bakhtiari, questions there. Does Zach Tom play tackle, right? Does Josh Nyman, do they feel confident in that? So I think the Packers need to look at, like, okay, you know, if we trade Rodgers, we get picked 7 or 13, depending if it's the Raiders or Jets. You know, we got to look offensive line, I think. You know, if, if you're not sold to tackle, I think somebody like Paris Johnson, somebody like Pierce Garonsky, right? fuel a a strong running game okay the 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 Packers archetype of getting these like really really good pass protectors is awesome that's so good right for for Rodgers who love to extend the play Jordan Love doesn't necessarily have to be that he can he can operate in in an offense that is going to be quick hitting quick hitting off play action but also just an offense that wants to establish their will running the football Okay, Paris Johnson, Peter Skaronsky give you that. Zach Tom, he's an okay blocker in the run game. Nyman has the quicks and the athleticism to reach block, to seal, to get out in space, to do all that. That's all. That's great, right? But like a Paris Johnson, a Peter Skaronsky, a Broderick Jones, if they like Broderick Jones in the run game, like that's those are big. That's a big deal to get one of those players early. And then we look at the other part of last game that that's even more in focus. What did the Chiefs have? That made things extremely difficult. He, They made the Eagles. Early on, they took advantage. Kelsey was wide open. They're getting him great looks in the middle of the field. You know, he's understanding, you know, where defenders are, are, are flowing to in zone drop. And he's making, you know, these, these great adjustments to find holes in zone because he's really great at it. They had to focus on Kelsey. They pinched a little bit more his way. And everything opens up. Right? Juju Smith-Schuster had a great second half. Travis Kelsey was an engine last night on offense with Mahomes. Dallas Goddard made big plays in the second half. He's a big part of that offense. Get a tight end who matters, Green Bay. Stop messing around. Okay, Tunyon, Lewis, DeGuara. No, we're done. Done with all those. Unless you want to bring Lewis back. But done with all those. Live in 12 personnel. Live in it. Live in it. Okay? Darnell Washington is the younger version of Mercedes Lewis. Great red zone threat. You know, just a ridiculous athlete for 6'7", 270. Go get him. Go get him. Okay? Go get a guy like Dalton Kincaid. Rare quicks at the position. Phenomenal route runner. Great body control. Great hands. Luke Musgrave. Height, weight, speed. Big catch radius. Send that man up the seam. You're going to have problems. Michael Mayer is a well-rounded guy. Can do both things. You know, he's he's the reliable chain mover in the passing game with good short area quicks to, to, to get through his route break transitions, but he also improved a ton in line. Go get that guy. Get a top tight end. That is the, that is the move for the Packers, okay? 
Get the top tight end. Focus more on offense. Get everything right. Jordan Love has a pretty decent ceiling. You can throw punches with that. Okay? So let's take a break, and we'll get back here with um, some of our favorite fits uh, for some teams. We'll just kind of bounce around uh, for the 2023 NFL Draft. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, back here, guys, with uh, It's Always Draft Season. So second part of the show here, since we're opening things up uh, with some just, again, welcome to draft season kind of stuff, I want to talk about some potential fits for a lot of the teams in the 2023 NFL Draft. Just early ones, obviously, you look at free agency, and, and a lot can change in 73 days or so before the draft. So we talked a little bit, though, about the top 10. We looked at, like, Oh, like, you know, Matt Eberflew in Chicago wants this, you know, penetrating, explosive three-technique pass rusher at defensive tackle in Jalen Carter. Like, that's a that's a seamless fit. We know about that when we talked about it. We talked about how Seattle, Detroit, Atlanta, Philly, they all need that that strong side edge-setting type as a defensive end. Miles Murphy is, is going to be a fit for a lot of those teams. So where else do we want to look? We talked about, again, also the Colts with what they potentially are going to do on offense with Steichen as their head coach now. 
Anthony Richardson probably is the fit there. Um, if you want to talk quickly about where Will Levis makes the most sense, I think it's where he can operate You know, in a lot of play-action heavy looks. that's that's We're talking about Seattle. We're talking about Detroit. I think if there are a lot of detractors uh, and there are a lot of people in the Levis camp, I think I'll split the difference and say that I think Levis is a solid quarterback prospect, but he needs the right situation, as often most of them do. But Levis, with with the arm strength, right, with just how good he looks, mobility-wise, toughness-wise, and, and just feel and comfort in a play action look in a play action heavy scheme. Detroit and Seattle are going to be the ones that that I think he'll thrive the most. Even I think even Atlanta could make sense. You know, they get a lot of wide zone stuff. You know, they're going to get a lot of naked boots, a, a lot of boot action off their play action. I think that's fine as well for Will Levis, but feels like they aren't going to look in that in that avenue at quarterback just yet. So we're looking down the list, though. You know, we talked a lot about the top ten, so I don't want to really hang out too much in that area. Um, we've talked about the Tennessee Titans before, and and really with them, it's about establishing an identity up front that they just continually have missed on. You look at Nicholas Petit Ferrer, Dylan Radens, Isaiah Wilson, like they have con- consistently missed and whiffed at, at, at offensive line in the draft recently. I think it's time to kind of maybe stop swinging for the fence a little bit too much and maybe just roll with what's safe, high floor, right? Like if you want the uber quicks, reach block, you know, phenomenal athleticism of a Paris Johnson Jr., a player who I've maybe stayed away from as, as a fit there in Tennessee. I think I've changed the tune a little bit. I think that's fine if you want to do that. But also, Peter Skaronsky is going to, you, you know what he's giving you. And I, you feel like that's that's safe and that's as close to a guarantee as you can get in a a basically a lottery pick draft that that's what this has always been it's been scratch offs for a long time so it's as close as you can potentially get to getting some winnings and getting some return so i think tennessee like if they want to do that they want to get back to you know we're still running the football play action with Tannehill. like we need we need something rock freaking solid up front skaronsky if we want maybe a little bit more upside add a little bit more variance to our lottery ticket, we go Paris Johns. I think if you look a little bit further down, I think New England is is a prime spot for Broderick Jones just because they're just strong at developing these, these quality athletes at the position who I think he needs a little bit more refinement as a pass protector, but like ultimately you're looking at just the right, I think, fit for for this offense that, that needs that still needs more help at at tackle. I think if, if they wanted a receiver one, man, like they 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 need to bring Jacoby Myers back. They they've got Tyquan Thornton, right? They've got Kendrick Bourne. They've got Devontae Parker. Like I don't know if they need they the the guy's not here. I don't think they have a lot of mixtures. You know, they've built the basketball team a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if that's where they need to be, right? So. If you look at Green Bay, though, at pay 15, 
I'm going to continue to bang this drum that, that Jackson Smith and Jigba is a perfect fit as a Z slot. You can move him inside or outside. I think he's got answers against press if he needs to. Uh, but a strong route runner. Great stuff after the catch. Just great answers for what he's presented with, with just the field, seeing the field really well. You know, vision, processing skills, uh, just the ability to manipulate defenders, uh, good stiff arm creative footwork like can do it all after the catch and he's just a reliable chain mover as well like that's something green bay needs no doubt about it um yeah i mean once again i think i've talked about this i think detroit is such a phenomenal fit for Bijan robinson just the way that they're gonna you know just build off of their run game Having somebody who can really pull pull the cart in Robinson is just is perfect there. Like DeAndre Swift, meh. Like he's good to be this satellite guy. This I'm spelling the lead back for some serious juice as a second runner, and I can catch the ball in the backfield. Awesome. But like Bijan can do all of that. Jamal Williams is a free agent. Like that's just a really strong fit there uh, in Detroit. I want to back up just a little bit to the Jets. Because obviously, like, tackle's been the main point to get across and, like, what they need to just fix outside of quarterback. But, like, we need to talk about safety. Like, Jordan Whitehead, meh. Ashton Davis has not panned out. This might be the Brian Branch spot, who, like, Salah's just going to love this player as a slot guy, but he's also going to be able to think, yes, I, I've seen the type of, of player that needs to play on the roof. And I can, and I know he can be that. He just needs more reps there. We're going to give him those reps there, and we've got something. We're we're in great shape if we give the Jets Brian Branch. I I think the fit makes sense. Packers fans are wanting Branch at fifteen. I have a bad feeling he's not going to be there actually when all is said and done. So when you look a little bit further down the ranks here, and I think. You know, Seattle at, at 20. We talked about the player. Like, like if, if Carter's there at 5, Seattle's going to take Carter. I think if it's not Carter, it's Tyree Wilson. But see, one of Seattle's, like, needs in terms of what fits really well is they need the, the slot guy in this offense if they're going to stick in 11 personnel. They need the slot guy who can block. Dwayne Eskridge not going to do that. Right? They drafted Bo Melton. They, obviously, he's now gone. He's in Green Bay. Like Marquise Goodwin, those guys aren't going to be that, right? You're looking at Jackson Smith and Jigba potentially as the player who can block his butt off. I think he does a good job. I think he's a good effort blocker who I think can can be asked to buy in because, again, then he'll be the heir apparent to Tyler Lockett to flank DK Metcalf in the future. But I also think if you look even further down the list, right in the second round, Rasheed Rice, dude's a finisher, is a blocker. And I think putting him in the slot as a big slot, you know, a ball winner over the middle of the field, good yak player, good deep threat too to move around, like that is a player that Seattle would, I think, really like to have on their team. So I think that even if we push it further out, you know, second round, great, a great, I think, fit for them. As is John Michael Schmitz, of course, for Seattle. I think that that makes a lot of sense too. Like Schmitz is a phenomenal zone center, but like when he can show you that he can hang in a phone booth, ankle flexion, 
drop anchors as a pass protector. Like that is, it's all there. It's just a question of how early he's going to be taken. Right, and I think Seattle would be the team that if you look at them and you look at their roster and you're like, okay, we got the two tackles figured out. We need to figure out the third most important position on this offensive line. That is center. Let's just draft Schmitz at 20. Like I could see them doing that. I, I really do. I really think they could be in the market to potentially just say, yeah, screw it. We're going to take this center at 20. Like in between 20 and 70 in the draft is like, you know, I, I think – a spot where you're just like kind of like get the guy you want because he's not potentially you know not going to be there i think when you look at look at schmitz like down the list you know if you look at the full order just fits and where he could go like pittsburgh should be in strong consideration at 32 or 33 32 32 pittsburgh at 32 i mean even houston at 33 right after him right rams at 30 rams at 36 so those three teams will be on the clock before Seattle's back on at 37. And it's like, okay, well, well, dang it, we should have got them. Like, just do that. Just do that at 20 because that's it's going to be worth it. There's no doubt. So that's that's just something with Seattle. I think makes a lot of sense there. I, I will say, I think if 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 New Orleans is going to look quarterback like Hendon Hooker, you know getting back to getting back to shape getting back healthy like he's gonna throw deep balls to chris olave on on the money so much of the time that that you're gonna be able to capitalize on 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 olave's air yards last year and where he was targeted down the field like that you're gonna be able to capitalize there it's like new orleans if they're gonna look quarterback obviously they have you know picks 29 and and 40 so i don't know how high that gets you i don't know if anybody quarterback's gonna be in a position where that point is that you can get the highest um in the draft order in the first round like i just don't know how high they can get to get a quarterback they're gonna have to offer probably too much to get the fourth quarterback off the board that doesn't seem like something they should do so i think hendon hooker makes sense for them whether it be late first early second round either one of those picks if they can wait longer that'd be sweet wait till 71 like that's fine but we're in that you got to go get your quarterback type of world for sure. So I think um, we talked about the Rams and Schmitz. Like I said, I think when you look at Pittsburgh and what they need, like there are three players who I think jump out immediately, like within that, you know, 17 to 49 range where they pick three times. Look at Brian Brzee as the attacking, you know, pass rusher along the defensive line, who I think is going to fall, though, in the draft. So I think it's it's worth watching that. I think Trenton Simpson is a stud at linebacker. Pittsburgh is going to need that. And tackle Anton Harrison. If they're going to potentially force the issue at 17, I think they might need to. I don't know if 32 is going to be enough. Kansas City might need tackle help. Orlando Brown, free agent. I know both of those Kansas City tackles did well in the Super Bowl, but was one game we know the sample size we saw it all year so it's definitely all in the range of outcomes for pittsburgh steelers football team there um cleveland doesn't have first round pick obviously uh traded it to houston but pick 43 is i think a place where they're going to look at two things and i think both are plausible i think they're going to look at at a really powerful interior 
maybe not disruptor at defensive tackle. I think they're going to look more as the the space eater, the one-tech nose tackle who can be stout against the run because they were not at all. Mozzie Smith. Got to factor in the age guardrails with Cleveland. They take young players a lot. They they believe in you know the numbers and the data that backs up that the, obviously the early declares are often better players. Often turn out more often than you know guys who are 23, 24 coming out. Like that's why people talk about age as a deal breaker sometimes. So I think Mozzie Smith, tremendous athlete, tremendous power could really anchor the middle of the of the defensive line, but I also think they could get better explosive plays. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, pretty solid playmaker as, as a wide receiver too, but if you get a Josh Downs, if you get a Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati, like those are guys that that will matter and make a difference, generate explosives for your offense that, that really lacked it last season. Um, We moved down. Like I want the Chargers at... at 21 are also in this boat where it's like, ah, we could probably take edge rusher like Keon White. Watch out for Keon White in the first round, obviously. Like, but this is the Bijan fit as well. Like Kellen Moore, going to want to run the football, going to want to be, uh, you know, effective and efficient in the red zone. Bijan Robinson can solve that problem for you immediately. But this is also the like the Quentin Johnston landing spot with speed. To, to create explosives as well, like Jalen Hyatt, Jordan Addison. Those are the guys they would want to have to be the those deep threat, you know, use utilizing their speed well, but also diversifying your passing attack more than just, oh, this is a deep threat. So, makes sense there. I think Minnesota, want to talk quickly about them. Obviously, Brian Flores coming in, defensive back. Going to be a big thing for them, no doubt about it. If Brian Branch is there, they're not going to hesitate. I guarantee that. That's something I'll, I'll put the stamp on and guarantee it because, you know, probably not going to be wrong because he won't be there. But, like, Brian Branch is such a Flores type of player. Like, yeah, he just, he, he is tenacious, fast, physical, and very, very strong with his instincts processing skills reading the quarterback's eyes you know breaking on the ball finishing maybe in a lot of in lieu of kind of the player Javon Holland was at Oregon and the projection it took to be like yeah he can actually be a single high safety believe it or not and he did like that that feels like a Minnesota thing obviously the Giants going to be in all the receivers Dayball giving Quentin Johnson a lot of space to work with Post-catch, letting him win down the field, letting Daniel Jones on cork balls to him makes a lot of sense. No doubt about it. Baltimore needs to be a Jackson Smith and Jigba team for sure. Um, And then that brings us to Jacksonville, who I think when you look at Jacksonville, you're losing Evan Ingram. The, the, the two best fits, I think, for that replacement are Dalton Kincaid and Luke Musgrave. I think the NFL is going to be pretty high on Luke Musgrave, obviously clocking over 20 miles per hour on the uh, zebra tracking technology at the Senior Bowl mattered, especially since he's like 6'5", 252, and is you know big, lengthy, but plenty of frame to handle the contact that contested catches bring with them, and just a, a, a real target expander with a strong catch radius, like big, physical, strong, fast, 
playmaker at receiver for a tight end like that's something jacksonville clearly values in their offense so i think that's possible Dalton kincaid as the rare quicks as a route runner i think either of those would be great fits in jacksonville again we just talked about this right before the break you have to be able to 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 go into a heavyweight fight against the chiefs against the bills against the Bengals, against the eagles and have enough punches you can throw and have enough players you can go to and go to and go to in the passing game to really stress defenses out horizontally, horizontally, vertically, and just with guys who can win on their own. And getting one of these, getting one of these top four tight ends, like man, there's going to be a lot of teams that should line up to do just that. It's going to be very interesting to watch, no doubt about it. Dallas at twenty-seven is a team that could go like Trent Simpson, Drew Sanders. I think both are nice fits at linebacker, but also. Siaki Ika as a you know space eating type take on doubles not give up any ground whatsoever you know you're never going to be able to reset the line of scrimmage on him plus he's got some pass rush moves for a really big dude that's something the Dallas defense needs that's such a good fit it might not be the pick there but that's such a good fit for Dallas I mean, we, we talked about tight end, and I'm going to bring it up again. I think Darnell Washington in Cincinnati is a phenomenal fit. I think it gives the the Bengals the run game force multiplier, a sixth offensive lineman. They can stay in 11 personnel. They can have all three receivers out there, and they can have Washington to be that extra guy in the run game who's going to really make you think you need bigger linebackers than you have, right? Like, he is he's that good of a blocker in space in line and then and you're adding a red zone threat for joe burrow like that that is just if if i want the packers to get washington or kincaid or musgrave or mayor so bad but like the Bengals getting getting washington is just tremendous in terms of fit like tremendous okay that that might be my favorite fit of the entire like tire process like I said, I think Philly at 31, I think one of the better fits for them if they don't, if they go corner edge, like they're going to look at, again, talked about strong side defensive end for them, like, but Kalijah Kansi, if he's going to be a first round pick, this is the team right here. This is the team. You know, Javon Hargrave, potentially gone. Fletcher Cox, how long, right? You have Jordan Davis as your nose. You need to be able to get after the quarterback, you know, from the three tech spot, rush from the interior. That is Kalijah Kansi. That is the first round. Because, like, because like, I think Kuiper put in his mock like Philly at ten. I don't think th- we don't need to. We don't need to hear. I think it's like we overreact to the wrong thing. We act react to the wrong thing for sure. Is we're like, oh, Kansi at ten? That's ridiculous. When it really should be the reaction is, oh, Kansi to Philly. Oh yes, that makes sense. Right, it doesn't have to make sense at ten. Right, that's for dramatic effect. Ten. Right, that's to get your eyes on it. When in reality, what we should be taking away from it is, yeah, can't see at thirty-one or thirty. Sorry, thirty. Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl. Dolphins don't have first-round pick. I need to get that right because sites need to just X out the pick. It's not there. Um, but yeah, can't see at thirty for for Philly. I hate to say this, but. A player like Zay Flowers or Jalen Hyatt, oh man, they could go to the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs are out of wide receiver running. 
Just just letting you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, free agent, MVS didn't do anything in the Super Bowl. You have Tony and Moore as your kind of slot guys, gadget guys to move around. They could use a one. Jalen Hyatt's got speed. Could add him to the mix. Could add Zay Flowers to the mix. I know he's un- they're undersized, but like Jalen Hyatt in Kansas City is perfect. More speed, more threatening ability. Stretch defenders horizontally with those routes and then stress them, you know, vertically with with flood concepts and everything. Like they they can do so much with Jalen Hyatt. I think one of the better fits for Miami is just is Joe Tipman at center, Wisconsin. Get better on the offensive line. You've got a center who can move around. You know, he can help reset pockets. He can help pull. Like, he's going to help your run game a ton. Like, Miami should be really in consideration there in round two or three. Like, that's a really strong fit for them. So, hopefully, guys, that's that's a lot of fits that we talked about. Like I said, I, there's a few teams I didn't get to, like Denver, San Francisco. They don't pick till the third round. There's just so much we have to get to with free agency there. But I thought, you know, just a few, you know, offer up a few of my – favorite fits right now uh in the 2023 NFL draft and I hope you guys enjoy this 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 pod today I said Mason back on Friday we'll be talking running backs finally I know you guys were looking to that last Friday kind of got mixed up there was a whole issue with um the recording and and the, the source of the audio that really screwed it so that's my fault um but follow me at Jake NFL draft I've got stuff on YouTube with the draft as well if you want to take a look at those but hope you guys enjoyed have a great week Enjoy um, the offseason. Welcome to the NFL Draft. It's going to be a fun ride. Take care.